If it wasn't already obvious enough, I am in the shed and I am back. I am back presenting to you another episode of the ATB Circuit Cafe. The birds are chirping, it's 5.58am on a Wednesday and I've already failed my mission to do an episode a day. I had a full day at work and I fell asleep at 730 I've failed immensely, but what I have not failed in is keeping up with that of the tennis. Yes, Tuesday was not as eventful. I'm going to say that straight up. Not as eventful as the other days, but God, is the ATP Tour providing? It's actually a record in seeding still kept in the tournament after the first round. 30 out of 32 players remaining. Who went out? Nicholas Jarry did the 18th seed, and I believe Alexander Bublik was the other one, the 31st seed. Jerry went down to Flavio Caboli, which I touched in on the last episode, and Bublik, unfortunately, went down to Nagal, a Indian qualifier who made it through. So congratulations, Nagal. You are not Nadal. Very similar, though, um, except country of origin as well. Quite differing, Spain and India are. Recording this podcast with this very weird set of earphones, which are very, they're picking up on everything, they're very detailed, they're studio reference, but God, I can hear my bloody inner esophagus. It's Nasty Kokonakis, that was an absolute thriller. If anybody was around John Kane Arena, he had a five-setter against Sebastian Offner, which I said would touch some trouble into him. 10-8 in the fifth set. Cock, mate, you felt him up and you handled him brilliantly. Alexander Zverev versus a German compatriot in Dominic Kopfer. A nice display of long green shorts from Alexander Zverev. I don't mind the outfit from him this year. There's actually been a lot of green on the tour. Um, this this uh, Oz Open. Oh, it's a bit of a weird obsession. Do you guys, do you remember with Djokovic at the ATP Tour Finals? He had a whole green thing going on there. Might be a trend. Might be a setting a trend there. 19th seed from Brit, Wimbledon semi-finalist Cam Norrie defeated Juan Pablo Varilas in three easy sets, and Talon Gregsburg took Roman Safawin to five. That was good by Talon, because Roman Safawin has been in some stellar form. That was, what, 31st versus 37th in the world or something? Good matchup of tennis up there in court seven. Yuri Lehechka took it to Burnaby Zabata Morelas, 6-3, 6-2, 6-3. And Casper Ruud only gave Ramos Vinales five games in the three sets. Killed him on Margaret Court Arena. Dimitrov took over Martin Fuskovics. He made the third round last year, Fuskovics did. He's always a quite consistent tennis player. One of the most, I reckon probably the most jacked tennis player on the tour as well. But Dimitrov has Kokonakis next round. I reckon Kok's going to get wiped off the face of the earth. Dimitrov's a really interesting one. I'm gonna, definitely going to do a Hawkeye episode on Dimitrov. I keep teasing it, but I, I started on it. I did 15 minutes and then my SD card corrupted. So I just... Had absolutely zero desire to do anything regarding podcasting for a long time after that. As I was scared it would happen again, but here we are. It will happen again to me one day, and then I'll probably want to eat sand. But until then, yes, Dimitrov. Because he, he won what? He won a tournament started this year, I think the Brisbane International. And it was the first tournament he'd won since the ATP Tour World Tour Finals. Like, what? Since the finals, he won the ATP finals. He was like third in the world or something. I think it was 2017. Then he just, 2018, he just did not follow up with anything and he hasn't since his whole career. He's been like 2030s. Um, had some very impressive uh, partners, but besides that, Dimitrov, let's see what you got this year. Seriously, we were calling him Baby Fed. 
baby Federer. Like, you don't just throw that nickname around, you know what I mean? And because of that backhand was Stella. Talking about backhand, Stan Wawrinka, he hit some bloody great shots. I'm getting off topic here, but against Adrian Manorino, sad to see Stan go out in the first round. Jack Draper versus Marcus Heron. I said that would be a five-setter. I said it would. Oh, I said Draper would kill him in three, but that that was not the case. I knew it would be a slugfest, and Draper literally vomited his guts out after the match. Go search that one up on the YouTubes if you must. But yeah, Draper just spewing his whole guts out after defeating Heron in five sets on court eight. Olga Rune believes the Netflix curse is a load of crap. He defeated Yoshihito Nishioka in four sets. Oh, he got Rod Laver Arena as well. That's big praise for young Holger there. Um, playing on Senegal in his first round, but let's see what comes from him. I really like watching Holger play. I really like watching passionate tennis players play, really. But um, yeah, Holger was asked about the Netflix curse by a press conference, by somebody in the press conference, sorry, a journalist, and he was just like, uh, I think it is dumb. I think it is stupid. Um, you can ask another question. Thank you. But it wasn't that direct, but he, he, Holger, he he got his point across quite quite sufficiently. A lot of these journalists, I've been watching these press conferences, and they're just irritating me. They're asking questions that have obviously been asked 500 times to the person. Like, they're still bringing up to Kokonakis the Murray match from last year. Medvedev, they're, they're just asking silly questions. Go go watch some of these. Um, Alcaraz... Um, they're also instigating things about Zverev and domestic charges that he doesn't even have to go to court to face in in Germany. Um, there's there's more to this story. There's, they're trying to instigate something for clickbait titles, especially if Zverev goes far in this Australian Open, and it'll be sad to see clickbait media titles. Um, Australian Open need to do a better job at giving media accreditation. What's I don't even know the term for it because I've got the IQ of an absolute... I don't, though. I'm just demeaning myself there for no reason. I'm a quite a smart individual. But, yes, at Australian Open, can you please uh, figure out who you're going to give verified journalist pasts to? Because some... Oh, also, the tennis podcast. What? Why do they get every first bloody question in these press conferences? Can you share it around to somebody else and talk about the questions just lacking any substance? They're just boring. How did you feel about the match, Daniil? And how's your next opponent going to be? Yes, it provides, what, 45 seconds of content, but you've heard it before. You've heard it so much before. Yes, I thought my opponent played very well. Credit to him. My next opponent has a good serve. I'm very scared. He loves his tennis. Yeah, it's it. Oh, it's not. It's not good journalism. It's not. Well, let's let's see if we can get a revitalization of tennis media because it tennis media is boring as crap. I turned on the TV the other day, the other morning. Just before the Oz Open was about to start, there's Todd Woodbridge doing some volleys against a wall with his Ralph Lauren tucked into his bloody buckle of his belt. So like, I'm sorry, but I'm very... Uh, tennis media is not great as a plane passes over my cranium. Perhaps we should look towards today, which is Wednesday. I was going to say tomorrow, but it is today. I'm running on a non-existent circadian rhythm. Novak Djokovic, he takes on Alexei Popperin on Rod Laver Arena tonight after a women's match. And Jordan Thompson versus Stefanos Tsitsipas. That's a very exciting one, as I touched on last episode. 
Jordan Thompson's beaten Stefanos before. Let's see if he can repeat that. Andre Rublev versus Chris Eubanks on John Kane Arena. That'll be in the uh, late afternoon. And Francis Tiavo versus Thomas Markhuk on Showcourt Arena. Don't know if I butchered that pronunciation. Let's hope not. I really think the Americans have a, a very strong, strong team at the moment. It's not a team-based sport, and I've said that because I'm thinking of the Davis Cup. They've got, I'm just looking at some of these names here. They've got Sebi Corder, Ben Shelton, Francis Tiafo, Chris Eubanks, Taylor Fritz. That's, that's a very strong lineup of American tennis players currently. Talking about Ben Shelton, he's got Christopher O'Connell, which shouldn't really be a problem for him, to be quite frank, on John Kane Arena. The only thing he might struggle with is the Aussie crowd because Ben Shelton, he's a very passionate player, like I said, and crowd, they have an influence. You know, Rublev commented on uh, his match last, last uh, in the five sets, sorry, because they were really getting around Sabov Field that, like, the support from the Aussie crowd almost made him lose because, you know, the Aussie crowd loves an underdog and he completely understands that. So he didn't, he didn't say, uh, like, he's angry at the crowd or anything. He said, uh, thank you for coming and watching us in this sport. So it was really nice to see from Andre. It was really, really nice, actually. Thomas Martin Echeverry will go up against Gael Monfils, who I'm sure watched many times lose to his idol Novak Djokovic growing up, because Gael and Novak, what, are they 19-0 and zero or something? It's something like that. Sebi Korda might get challenged out on court six against Quinton Hallis. If you're around, go check that out. Hallis is actually way better than his ranking would suggest. And the Demon, he actually plays during the day today. They're saving the night match for Novak. Um, he's got Matteo Analdi on Rod Laver Arena. Taylor Fritz has been reduced to a show court, which is great for anybody around Melbourne Park that wants to go catch him. I'm pretty sure he was like around the fifth seed last year. Hugo, he's the, he's the 12th and he's versing Frenchman Hugo Gaston. Kicking off the day, we'll have Kotov and Kaboli and Galan versus 26 seed Bays. Those are on the outer courts, but Margaret Court Arena looks to Yannick Sinner. He's got Jasper De Jong. Shouldn't really be too much of an issue for him on Margaret Court Arena. They seem to put Yannick on Margaret Court Arena. Uh, he seems to enjoy it there. I'm not sure what's going on there. And we've got Marshall versus uh, Cherandulo, Mercedi versus Luka Vanash, and Kovacic versus Kachanov. I see all the seeded players getting through there. Masterzan might able to give Cherandulu a bit of a run for his money, though, if he can keep up the good form. That's all from this Wednesday, or I'm going to say day three. Let's hope we can get a day four episode out. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to wrap second round into a big old episode of... Uh, it won't even be the biggest of episodes, really, but um, this Australian Open is very exciting. There's been many five-setters, but um, my brief summaries and me yelling at you into the microphone are going to continue is what I'm trying to say. Really wanted to go for a run this morning, but I went for a run about 36 hours ago. I've, I've just started this new kick for running. Um, I did 8Ks 36 hours ago. Uh, my legs feel like they've been absolutely shot, like absolutely shot. I don't understand how these, uh, well, I do understand completely how these athletes do it. They do it for a living, so, and they've got recovery bloody suits and ice baths and everything, but oh, I'm just a regular old shed dweller, and I, I'd like to go for a run, but my my body says uh, you might snap in half if you do that, son. So I've returned to the shed and I'm yelling into the mic and I'll, I'll be back here in 24 to 24 to 36 hours to present to you another episode of the ATP Circuit Cafe. So thank you so much for tuning in. Keep watching the tennis no matter where you are in the world. I'm sure you can watch some tennis, except on maybe TikTok. Don't watch tennis on TikTok. Enjoy the second round. See ya. <laughs>